of your city. Your 947 Breakfast Express. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Breakfast Express studio. We've wanted this man in for a very, very long time. Advocate Gerinel. Good morning. It's very nice to be here. Uh, for two reasons. Firstly, now my daughter thinks I'm cool. <laughs> and uh, I've been wanting to meet Brad. And I've now met Brad. <laughs> why, why, why would that be? You know, calling me mad as hell uh, in a song. I, I've been wanting to talk to him about that for a while. Uh, you know, that song was uh, one of his most famous pieces. And when we were, when he was writing it, he kept checking with me. Do you think this will be okay? Do you think this will be okay? And then when we aired it, we sat and held our breath to wait for your response in some way or the other. We were like, nah, he's too busy. He wouldn't even hear it. You know, there's no chance he'll hear it. And we thought, what if he can sue us? That's still possible. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of the song and when did you get to hear it? I really don't know, but lots of people told me about the song. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had, we had fun with the song. Uh, people came in, into my office at, at court and played the song. <laughs> but we were very busy. Um, so it wasn't real time to listen to the song. But I thought I'll meet up with Brad one day. <laughs> All right. I wanted to um, just ask you, uh, uh, play a little game with you quickly. Um, do you as... Uh, a, a world-class advocate. Do you watch l law TV programs? Not at all. No. Never? No. People ask me, I've never watched a Suits episode at all. <laughs> um, the, the last I watched was Colombo. A long time ago. Yes. I think that's before you were born. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, those were the last programs I watched. I just can't do it. Okay. Is, is it just a load of rubbish? No, no not that. I mean... Uh, for me, it's, it's so, so different to what I'm doing every day. And mm. if you're in court every day and, and you know what it's all about, uh, I like to watch comedies or things at night. Okay. I'd much rather watch um, Big Bang Factory or Big Bang, what's it? Big Theory. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yeah. Big, Bang Theory. Yeah. 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 Big Bang Factory is another show. <laughs> <laughs> Brad again. <laughs> Brad, he's, 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 he's taking your number, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay on this one. Um, Advocate Nell, is, it, is there any truth in the rumor that you once told somebody while cross-examining them, don't talk so much, you will only go to jail tired? <laughs> no, no, it's untrue. <laughs> no, no, that's untrue. <laughs> now, look, let's just get to uh, the, the business, what is the, the big news story at the moment. You, you've left... Uh, being a state prosecutor, and you've joined uh, AfriForum. That's correct. What is this all about? What, uh, private prosecutions. Is, is this a, a possibility? Is this an area that you're going to explore within the realms of the law? Is it something that you can do? It's very. Ex I'm very excited to do doing this. It's completely new. I, I think it's necessary, and that's why I decided to take the step. Um, I want to take one minute just to say that it's not a parallel prosecution stream. Um, we cannot take any matter and prosecute that. Uh, we can only deal with matters once the National Prosecuting Authority decided not to prosecute. So they must have the first bite of any prosecution in the country. Mm. If they decide to prosecute, that's it. If they decide not to prosecute, then there's a whole process 
uh, where we can get involved. We can have a look at the facts. If we think there's merit in a prosecution, uh, we can then apply for a Noli Prosecute certificate. It's all, you know, Latin, it's like Dolly Savinciales, Noli mm. Prosecute. Yeah. Uh, and um, then they can decide to prosecute. So the, the main prosecution authority and body in this country will always be the National Prosecuting Authority. We can only deal with those matters that have decided not to prosecute, and we think there's some merit in it that it should be prosecuted. Mm. Those matters we can take on. Do you think that when the Oscar trial was thrust onto the world TV, was it a good thing for South African law or a, or a bad thing? Because you get all those armchair law es- experts throwing in their two cents. You know, looking back at it, um, I'm very proud of having been part of it. Um, the, the one thing that we, I think we succeeded in doing is to introduce a local South Africans to the court, to mm. how, it, yeah. how it works. Mm. I never knew that people knew, knew so little about the law. You know, mm. the first question I got is, why, the, why do people call you milady? Uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they don't even know that the, the witnesses are addressing the court. Yeah. So, mm. I think uh, at first, when um, the application was to, to have it live on TV, we opposed it. Mm. But now, afterwards, I think it, it was just a good thing. The ed- educational value of, of having had that on TV and people mm. following it, I think, was just tremendous. Now, this was, thing was watched worldwide. It was streamed live mm. uh, on, on the BBC in, in the US. Did you have any international lawyers big trial lawyers making contact with you and going, hey, why didn't you try this technique? Why didn't you go this direction? You know, Barry and I received hundreds and hundreds of letters from everywhere. Now, the, the one story I want to tell you is whilst we did the bail application, now that's where it all started. Uh, that night when, when I got to the office, somebody in the UK sent me heads of argument uh, of uh, how I should argue this. Uh, <laughs> a, a retired lawyer so, no, we, we, rece- we received lots and lots of lots of advice from, from everywhere. Could you go and practice law overseas if you wanted to? No, I think uh, we, we only train to in, in South African law, so uh, it's peculiar to South Africa. Okay. Are there any defense advocates that when you come up against them, like, for instance, you the Manchester United, Today, you're up against Chelsea. Are there defence advocates that you go, this looks good, it's going to be a tough one, tough Barry, game today? Without a doubt, Barry Roo. If you go up against Barry Roo, he's, he's just excellent. Um, he's uh, the best advocate that, that I had to, to come up against. And what makes it so nice is he's a nice person. Mm. So uh, it's, a, it's a big fight, but uh, after court, uh, we would still greet each other and, and smile. So... I, th- I think he's just an excellent person and extremely competent. Because his office is just across the road. We see him having lunch here almost every day. I apologize, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the height of the trial, he was uh, sitting there having lunch and everyone was going, should we go say hello? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a scary person. You shouldn't approach him. <laughs> <laughs> so if if... Barry Rue is the Chelsea. Who's the Sunderland? <laughs> As in, ah, this guy. Oh, man. Gonna wipe the floor with this guy. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I've never come, I've never played against Sunderland. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
one of the questions that I had while watching the trial was why did neither you nor Barry Rue test when a critical part of the defense was when the neighbors said they heard the screams and the gunshots and Barry said, I challenge anybody, even the public, to try and go and test that theory that from Oscar's house to the neighbor's house, you could not hear those screams. I think it was a 120 odd meters or so. Why did nobody test that? It's a very difficult question for me to answer and I wouldn't want to. Uh, you mm. know, that process is still ongoing. I'll talk about anything, but uh, I wouldn't want to talk about the facts of the matter. Sure. And, and things that happened during the trial, I think it's irresponsible of me to do so. So is uh, somebody reopening the case? No, no, well, it, it's still on appeal. There's, there's another appeal to the Supreme Court of Appeal okay. on sentence. So uh, I would much, much rather um, allow that to, to sure. happen and then one can talk about the Pistorius matter in more detail. Okay. What makes a good trial lawyer? Preparation. Anybody that's uh, willing to work hard. Um, anybody could be a good trial lawyer. I think it's a bit of personality, but uh, I would say it's 80% work, work, work and preparation. And uh, would you say a fair amount of theatrics? Because no, not at all. I think we're, I think we're a boring bunch mm. uh, of people. Um, I, th- I think it's just personality. Mm. Um, but uh, no, I wouldn't say theatrics is, is part of it. Because I guess like what we are used to, our introduction to law is watching things like Suits and, yeah. you know, the Hollywoodized yeah. version mm-hmm. of it. And that in a way is very different because while some aspects might be true, those trial lawyers are performing to a jury of 12 normal people. You are performing to a learned judge. Indeed. I think it makes a big difference. Um, I think it's a very serious process and uh, in the, when we just started the trial, I, the, the comments I got was, this is real serious. And uh, I think that's our South African uh, legal system, mm-hmm. uh, our criminal system, it's serious. When we go in there, uh, people's lives at stake uh, and uh, I think in the main, uh, South African lawyers are a bit boring <laughs> uh, to watch. I don't think we'll make... Uh, Good soapies, uh, South African. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you've got any questions for uh, Advocate Gerinal, Advocate you can send them through now to 32947. This is uh, streamed live on Facebook, so pop on to 947 Breakfast Express. And um, you, it, you must have a, a very unique talent in identifying somebody that is lying. I get lucky sometimes, yeah. And, and uh, sometimes I'm able to do that, yeah. What do you look out for when, if you, if you want to, you know, in, in the discovery phase before the guy's on trial or if you're going to risk it on, on the stand, to now try and get him to admit something that you know he's done, but he just is perjuring himself up there? I think you have to focus. There are different things with different witnesses. But um, I think what I do is I listen to answers. Uh, people would ask questions and, and want to jump to the next question, but I think you should listen carefully to to every question, to every answer, and the way it's answered. Uh, is there a delay before answering? Uh, is a person trying to avoid a question and and not let people get away with avoiding questions? So, but I think it's a personality thing. You know, the uh, 
Barry, he's got his own style. Mm. There are people like Advocate Wim Trengov that's got a, a very unique style that is just absolutely brilliant. I could never be that yeah. because mm. I, I don't have the same personality. But I'm in awe of, of watching people like uh, Wim Trengov cross-examining somebody. I just think it's poetry in motion. But mm. it, it's something different. I've got a different personality. Mm. Because the way, the, one of my key ways of spotting when somebody's lying, and, and I, I catch them out every time, if I ask them a question and their immediate response is them re-asking the question back to me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, where were you on Saturday night? Oh, where was I on Saturday night? <laughs> I know you're going to lie straight away yep. because Stalter. you're buying yourself time mm. yeah. for the brain to process an answer. Uh, yep, but that's also a technique to be able to, to answer questions if you're a witness. It, it gives you just that bit more time to answer, even if you want to be truthful, but you're right. In, in most instances, if somebody uh, repeats the question, you know that uh, you should carefully listen to the answer. Uh-huh. Mm. Harry, do you pay attention to things like body language? Because we always hear about FBR's 10 ways to spot a liar and if they look to the left when they're answering yeah. or look to the right and if they do this. Do you pay attention to that sort of thing closely? I wish I could say yes, but no. Not <laughs> no. Really. Uh, you're so busy uh, with, with the questions you're asking yeah. and, and knowing where you, where you want to go and trying to get there. Uh, if there's something obvious, somebody started scratching their head or, or do something yeah. strange. But no, um, I'm sure there are other people, but yeah. I'm ask, answering for myself. I don't have time to, to look at people like, like you folding your arms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's already a hostile position. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, on, on body language, I mean, he, 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 his body language is giving him away at the moment. <laughs> d- d- during the trial, did your, did, did your wife, when you got home, ever say, Leafy, that wasn't nice? That, no. Why did you do that, Leafy? That just was <laughs> not nice. Yeah, no, the answer is nice because I never did something that wasn't nice. <laughs> did your job. No, uh, no, not at all. When, when I get home, it's my safe place. I try and relax okay. and, and forget about anything that happened. So I've never watched any of the trial uh, when I got home mm. or even up to now I haven't I just couldn't do it uh, when I get home I, I have to relax because mm. after after court you go to office and you work and then you go home and mm. you have to get up early to get to court again so mm. no when because I get home it's home I mean while we were watching everything that happened uh, I mean I watched every second of that trial and you we'd also watch the reactions of people and there was a a point when you were just the hero. And then this point that I'm going to play you now was when I think people started to pick sides. You made a mistake. That's correct. You killed a person. That's what you did, isn't it? I made a mistake. My you lady. killed Riva Stiankam. That's what you did. I made a mistake, my lady. You, you're repeating it three times. What was your mistake? My mistake is that I took Riva's life, my lady. You killed her. You shot and killed her. After some deliberation, Nell was allowed to show a video of Pistorius at a shooting range firing at a watermelon. What we can see there is the effect the ammunition had on a watermelon. It exploded. Am I right? That's correct, my lady. You know that the same happened to Riva's head. It exploded. Have a look. That's it. Have a look there, mister. I know you don't want to because you don't want to take responsibility, but it's time that you look at it. 
As I picked Reva up, my fingers touched her head. I remember. I don't have to look at a picture. I was there. That was the, the picture moment. I thought that was an incredible cross-examination. But obviously, public also thought, ah, that's a bit too, too much. Well, uh, let me tell you, it's the first time that I listened to that. But um, Serious? Yeah, serious. Wow. Uh, I really haven't. Uh, listen to any of, of the trial. I've read it though, because if, if you go to the Supreme Court of Appeal, you have yeah. to read the record. Uh, but again, perhaps at a, at another time, once we finalised all the appeals, one, one could uh, go into final mm. details mm. of it. Uh, the only response I would give is that um, I haven't done something that I believe was absolutely necessary. Mm. Uh, and I never do anything in a trial that, that I don't believe is absolutely necessary mm. to 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 ensure that justice is done. So mm. sometimes uh, people would think it's extreme, uh, but from my point of view, if it's necessary to, to make sure that justice is done, mm. I would certainly do mm. it. I agree. Yeah. Well, we're going to take some, some uh, calls from, from listeners and uh, I know your entire career does not revolve around the Oscar Pistorius matter. So <laughs> we'll leave that for now. And uh, we'll get into some other stuff. Our guest this morning here at 947 is Advocate Gerinel. In fact, the world-famous Advocate Gerinel. He says, Geri, you're very nervous. This is, this is terrible. Uh, I'm more <laughs> nervous as, as I've ever been in any court. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified. But I guess it's, it's, I mean, this is my arena and that's your arena, court. I, if I had to be in court, I would... You sweat, I, I, I don't know, I'd probably faint. <laughs> um, I, I feel like fainting, I must say. So <laughs> the, the feeling is mutual. Uh, but no, this is absolutely scary um, to be here and to be on live radio. I just don't know how you do it every day. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know how you do what you do every day. Yeah. Now, do you think it's, it's unfair for you to get into an argument with your wife? <laughs> Yeah, because I'm always losing. I, I really do think it's unfair. Yes. <laughs> yes. So well played. Your wife is the best defense advocate you've actually yeah. ever come up against. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I've never even came second in any argument we've had. <laughs> but do you question her like you're in court? No, no. You said I left my pants on the floor. <laughs> Where I'm were you <laughs> between the hours? <laughs> Can you prove? Uh, no, that, that, that's more than four, three, four, five words. I don't get that much in. <laughs> when an argument, does she ever just say to you, Objection! <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> okay, we've got a question here on the on WhatsApp uh, telephone. Have you ever had to prosecute someone that you thought was perhaps innocent? That, that's a very good question, and the answer to that is absolutely no. I've never taken on a matter where I did not 100% believe that this person is guilty and the facts can, may prove that mm. and, and will prove it. So, no. That's a benefit of being a prosecutor because a prosecutor, you have all the facts before you go to court and you take the decision to prosecute or not. Mm. So, if there's any doubt, you don't. So, uh, no, the, the answer to that question is uh, emphatically no, never. Question from Jacob Mishokwa. Mr. Nell, um, you've had a great career, almost uh, 35 years at the NPA, if I'm not mistaken. 
apart from the Oscar Pistorius trial, what trial sort of sticks out that you remember? The most difficult trial I've ever done is the, the prosecution of Mr. Jackie Salebi. Uh -huh. It was the most difficult trial uh, that we ever had to do. In, in what way? Uh, there were lots and lots of pressure. Uh, that, I mean, it was early on. It wasn't in the, in the public domain. Mm. Uh, but in terms of the legal points, in terms of the circumstances surrounding the case, uh, it was a, a very difficult matter. Uh, the law in that particular matter was very difficult to argue. Um, and, uh, yeah, without a doubt, that was the most difficult matter I had to deal with. And the, the, was that case all built on, well, the base of that case was the Brett Kebble murder? And then it just went up and up and everybody turned going up and up, up the line. Yeah, that, that's where it started, yeah. Mm. It started at the Brett Kebble murder and uh, Mr. Nassif's statement later. And from there, it, it just escalated all the way, well, went up all the way. Mm. to that particular trial. We've got a question from Tabo. Yeah, Tabo, you're on with Advocate Kerry now. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Darren. Uh, good morning, Advocate Kerry now. Morning, Tabo. to you, sir. Morning, Tabo. Quick question from our side. Um, how would you rate the African prosecution standards in terms of dealing with criminals that are just blatantly, you know, not wanting to face the reality and as well as corruption on a scale of one to ten how would you rate South Africans? Tabo, um, I'm so glad you're asking that question I would rate it ten uh, I've the best, I've got unbelievable respect for our prosecutors that that go to court daily uh, I'm talking about the prosecutors in Soweto the prosecutors in Joburg the pros prosecutors in Pretoria that prepare their matters after hours and go to court with four or five matters a day I just think that we're extremely lucky to have unbelievable prosecutors in this country. So on a scale to 1 to 10, Tabo, I have to say that the prosecutors I know and the experience I have, I will, I will think they're, they're a 10. Is it uh, true that the lack of training in the police and the detectives make your job really difficult at times? I noticed that in the Oscar trial with trampling on evidence, not following procedure, stuff being thrown out because of that, really just ruining your case. Uh, if I take a step back and I just, and if you just imagine yourself arriving on a scene like that, uh, just as a person, mm. and if, if that is your attitude in, in dealing with any of the evidence that you get, it's so much easier to, to, to make sense of it and mm. to present the evidence because uh, they're not all super people. I mm. mean, they're not superhuman beings. Mm. You get to a trial, you have to do things, you have to do it quickly. In this particular matter, uh, whilst they're investigating, there were hordes of media people all over mm. Mm. Uh, and they had to really work uh, quickly on this particular matter. Um, I really do think that the police are trying their utmost best. Mm. And once uh, the, the case docket will get to the prosecutor, uh, a relationship develop, and uh, I mean, we have a conviction rate of, of way over 80%. So people must be doing mm. yeah. uh, good more than uh, not. A very good job. Yes. Fatima, good morning. Good morning. Fatima is a third-year BCom law student advocate. She looks up to you and looking for some advice here, Fatima. Yes, good day, sir. Um I wanted to know what's the best route to go to after I complete my LLB. Fatima, without a doubt, become a prosecutor. 
Um, I mean, to be a prosecutor is, is the most rewarding job you can ever do. And with a qualification like BCOM, you can easily uh, prosecute uh, corrup uh, corruption matters, commercial matters. We really need good commercial prosecutors because those matters are very complicated, way too complicated for me to do. Uh, so, Fatima, if I give you advice, become a prosecutor. Okay, so how do I become one? Uh, there will be uh, positions advertised. As soon as you see positions advertised, please apply. Okay, and can I ask you one more question? Do you do mentoring? Uh, in, in, in the uh, NPA, we do. Uh, we, we mentor all our prosecutors. So the best mentoring you can get would be in the NPA. Okay, and do you think law is a very masculine thing or is it also a feminine job? No, do, no. The, uh, I know ex excellent uh, female prosecutors. Uh, my, my best friends are, are prosecutors. Uh, no, it's definitely not masculine. We, uh, I, I'm more scared of a, of a female prosecutor than a male prosecutor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <For sure>. yes. <laughs> Good luck with Thank that, Fatima. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Ciao. Um, I like this question here from Shannon. Um, you are a were a provincial wrestler. That's true. I hope uh, Brad is listening. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> he's got it in for you, Brad. Brad was saying he'd actually like to take you on later on and just no. have a wrestle. No. <laughs> and, and, and 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 you teach um, kids uh, like twice a week uh, wrestling. Is this your form of escapism from a very Hectic job. Indeed. It's a safe place where I go to. I absolutely love it. I, I get there at, at, at the wrestling club uh, after a stressful day. And within five minutes, um, I, I teach uh, children under six. Uh, of, you know, after five minutes, they're just so brutally honest and mm. so keen, keen to please. Um, and when I walk in, into the Menlo Park Wrestling Club, I'm, I'm not a prosecutor. I'm Coach Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody asked me any, anything about the job. Nobody discusses my cases there. And, uh, I'm just Coach Harry. So I, I walk in there as Coach Harry and I walk out of there as Coach Harry and, and I'm so much more relaxed. Um, I absolutely love the sport and, yeah. I, and I absolutely love uh, teaching these, these kids. They, they're amazing. Yeah. Mm. Shannon. Hi, Harry, how are you? I, I'm fairly okay, thank you, Shannon. I'm, I'm just nervous. It's not nice being here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an honor to speak to you. I really wanted to find out, outside law, what is your passion? Well, I hear it's wrestling, but what other things do you do to like relax and just not be, you know, around all the law stuff? And also, is your children also doing law? No, none of them. Uh, they, they're both uh, in, in careers and uh, it's not law. Um, okay. Shannon, I wish I had a very clever answer, but I don't. But I, I've forgotten the answer. The answer is I'm a golf nut. Every minute I have, I play golf. So uh, we're a group of people that play golf uh, every weekend. We go on golf tours. So where I escape and where I relax is on the golf course. And again, when we play golf, we never discuss work. We, 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 then, yes, Shannon, I'm listening. I'm sorry, just another question. Do you really have a Twitter page? Because all the Twitter <laughs> accounts that we follow is like, it doesn't seem like it's you. They're so active and sometimes <laughs> they're just posting a whole lot of stuff. So is that really very now or I, not? I've never posted a tweet. 
<laughs> I don't have it to account. So, All no. right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Shannon. All right. Um, advocate, now I've got a job for you this morning. Okay. Felicity has, uh, has been single for a while. And um, she hooked up with this guy on air the other morning. It was Thursday morning. Yeah. And we act as her uh, brotherly protectors. So this guy who I just gave him a name, caller number seven. They hooked up and they went on a date. And we all asked her if she kissed him on the first date. Because the previous time this happened, she kissed the guy on the first date outside the clicks in the car park. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now she says she never kissed this guy at all. None of us believe her. Would you do us the greatest honor of cross-examining Felicity Rican so we can get to the bottom of this matter and find out? But gladly. But just looking at her, I'm sure he, I'm sure he tried to kiss you, did he? And, oh. and, 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 and this, hold on, this will be a, um, a trial by our normal five callers okay. who can hand down a, a verdict here. Right. Okay. Advocate Nell. The floor is yours. Just to start off, did he try and kiss you? He didn't, Mr. Null. He, he didn't try to kiss you? No, Mr. Null. Uh, where did you go to? The landmark um, bar. Um, bar. Uh, tell me, um, who picked the spot? He did. Uh, how did you know? How did he inform you? He WhatsApped me. WhatsApped you? Yes. How did he get your number? Um, I actually took his number off <laughs> the SMS line. Uh, why, why are you laughing? Because I thought it would be a bit serious here, isn't it? <laughs> These are really personal and, questions. And, and now you're writing something down. Are you, are you getting nervous now? Um, I'm just, uh, I'm waiting for the next question. No, you should just answer the questions. Okay. How, how did you get, how did he get your number? I called him. Okay, you called him. Yes, I did. And said, please WhatsApp me. Or did he call you? No, because then he had my number. So then he WhatsApped me where we would be going to on our date. Why would he WhatsApp you and not phone you? I have no idea. But wasn't that strange? Are you sure he didn't phone you? I'm, I'm very sure he didn't phone me. So he WhatsApped you with a... Yes, because that's how we do it now in 2017. Ooh. No, no, I don't think so. But um, <laughs> how, how, did, how did you get there? I drove. Yourself? Yes. He, he never picked you up? No. It was a first date. I wasn't going to let somebody come to my house on the first date. I see, yes. I see. And did you know what he looked like? Um, I did get a picture from him, yes. When? Um, <laughs> I think he WhatsApped me the day before. <laughs> uh, no, but how did how did this work? Please explain to us. I mean, you didn't know the guy. You've never seen him, and now you're driving to a restaurant. You think you'll meet him there? Uh, how did you know that? Um, wow. Wow. No, what was that the answer? <laughs> <laughs> because I realised I have no idea what this person looks like, I suggested that he he comes dressed in his full suit of armour so that I would know what he looks like. He then said no, because it might be a bit overdressed for the situation, and then said he'll probably just send me a picture, which he did. Probably. I mean, that, that, how would somebody say, I'll probably send you a photograph? Uh, probably is probably the wrong word. But exactly. he said that he would send me a picture. <laughs> okay, not probably. <laughs> so why would you use a word like probably? I, I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> but, but you but did. I did. I mean, you did it. So, I, I did But you it. have to explain to us, why would you use a word like probably? If it um, was never mentioned. You know, I, I think it's just because I wasn't really expecting to have my entire WhatsApp conversation live on air <laughs> with 
everybody listening and being cross-examined by Mr. Khadinal. So <laughs> that's, that doesn't why make sense. that's why you inserted the word probably. Yes. Is that the answer to why you would say probably? That's the answer. It's not <laughs> <laughs> I did it all. I did everything. You can kiss you. Okay, but then, then just explain to us. So now you had a picture of the man. I did. Is that uh, only, only, only his face? Yes. Okay. Close yes. up. Yes. Okay. Did he tell you what car he's driving? No. Did you not want to know that? No. Why? Because I was driving myself there. Yeah, but uh, where, what was the, what was the uh, idea? Where would you meet him? We would meet inside the landmark. Inside? Yes. At a certain spot or what? Uh, did he tell you I'll meet you just outside the door at that table or at the bar? No, we we kind of took it very organically. So we would meet there at that time, um, and I walked in, and there he was. Okay. Did you go shopping earlier? No. Did you not go shopping for no. the day? <laughs> Didn't go to any shops. Nope. How was he dressed? Um, chinos, long sleeve shirts. Um. I think they're called dress shoes for guys. They're called oh. dress shoes. Yeah. And you? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking decent. No, um, but, but what question are you answering? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're answering a question that nobody asked. <laughs> Just a dress, some stockings, some booties. I see. Yes. Um, and uh, so, where you meet you? How did it happen? How did how you know what his name was? Yes. How? Because he, he told us. He told the, he, so you. So you didn't say, hello, caller number seven. <laughs> no, we, we, we knew his, his, his name um, on uh, air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Gary, <laughs> um, we've got caller number seven on the phone, actually. Oh. <laughs> caller number seven? Yes, I'm here. That's, that's what she was attracted to, that voice. Oh, uh, is it the voice that attracted you? Yes. Initially, that was... I and I think you explained it as a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> I said he's got a great voice. Was that the words? Was, yes. was the word great use never the, a sexy voice? No, I didn't Not even that. in discussions after, after this. <laughs> 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 you never said to the guys, it was such a sexy voice that attracted me. Not that I can recall. <laughs> oh, I that is now. it. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about the voice attracted you? Um, it's got a lovely, deep timbre to it. Oh, I yes. see. So, good morning, Felicity. Good morning, Daniel. <laughs> oh, what's up, Daniel? <laughs> Hi, guys. How you all doing? Gotcha. Hello, Daniel. She confessed. Uh, uh, she confessed. Yeah, so you can uh, tell us. Uh, she said you can tell us. It's fine. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to tell you the absolute truth. Um, Felicity was quite the gentlewoman. Uh, she didn't try taking advantage of me. Um, uh, she gave me a very, very nice hug at the end of our date as I walked her to her car. And yeah, that's about that. What other information would you like? Um, you know, uh, let me just say something. Darren asked me a question if I would listen to certain phrases when people talk. Mm. When somebody say, I'm going to tell you the absolute truth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those phrases that I look for. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yes. So, so Felicity, are you saying that that, that that adorable voice that you are attracted to, that's a, attracted to his trachea, his tongue, his mouth, his lips, you didn't think you could go there at all that night? I can say in all sincerity that we did not kiss. Did I think about it? That's another question. Well, well, let's well, ask well, the question. Uh, Darren, can I just get, because that was where I, I was <laughs> trying to get there. If it's his voice that attracted you at first. Yes, Mr. No. You would look at him and you would look at his at his mouth. That's correct, Mr. No. <laughs> and it's a sure sign if somebody looks at your mouth that uh-huh. they want to kiss, isn't it? <laughs> you know that. Yes. And you did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe Um. (laughs) maybe it's not an answer I mean how can that answer be maybe I mean that that must be yes or no it can't be maybe I'm gonna go with yes oh well done and and so you so you wanted to kiss him I did think about it yes so it's Daniel that that backed out of this Uh, uh, Advocate Nal, I think we can uh, dismiss this witness as unreliable. (laughs) And uh, we can't believe anything to be true. (laughs) Caller number seven. Yes, I'm here. um, Was was Felicity chewing gum on the nine? No. Okay. No, she was. Felicity, was he chewing gum? No. Okay. What does his breath smell like? Um, he doesn't have a smelly breath, so I can't really tell you. No, with an undertone of mint or spearmint or... No, and we weren't that close. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop it, I can see what you're doing here. It I'm would not... have been an undertone of, of, of strawberry smint gum, because that's what I chewed before the time, just to make sure that I was fresh. Okay. Oh. Okay, so you lied when I first asked you the question. <laughs> <laughs> Unreliable witness too. Unreliable. I gum while on the date. <laughs> <laughs> all right, caller number seven. Thanks for jumping in today. Uh, Thank you. It's all good. Thanks for calling me, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Advocate Nell, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure having you on here, sir. You're an amazing uh, person to interview. And uh, good luck with everything going forward. Just w- what is the next step? Do you walk into a day job now? Uh, is there a first case that is ready? No, we're first uh, establishing an office. And, and then we look for, for, for cases. We've invited people to, to talk to us, to bring cases to us. And, and you're right. I think it's time to go to work and, and to start um, this very exciting career that I've now picked for myself mm. at Afri Forum. Well, good luck. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Advocate Kerry Nell. Your city. Your 947 Breakfast Express.